Alrighty, hello, hello, welcome to Star Trek Reliant, the only Star Trek Adventures podcast that I am currently aware of that is running that invokes the Star Trek Online Foundry. I am your podium for tonight, uh, Duncan Idaho. I play the Captain Marcus Graves, who's in the naughty corner this episode. The rest of our crew, though, is free to get up to some antics. So let's start off with our latest security officer, officially promoted up to Ensign, Jorog! Greetings one and all. This is Pirate Scum Gaming. I play Jorog, the recently re recently promoted crewman, security specialist, part-time tardigrade wrangler, and 22nd century tech enthusiast. Yay! Next we've got... D.B. Wells, our man from out of time, who also does some science. Hi, I'm waiting for my laundry to be done. Yay, that's what time travel's for. Uh, next, we've got our acting captain and chief medical officer, Eli O'Connor. Look at me. I'm the captain now. Then we've got our con officer, Karajin uh, Rani. Greetings, everyone. I'm here to play everyone's favorite smartass. And following me tonight, everyone's favorite Rick Tier, Marcus Graves. Yay! And then we've also got everyone's favorite Marcus Graves, Rick Tier, our chief engineer. Hi, I'm Marcus. No, I'm not. Uh, I'm the Zag, and I play Rick Tier, our chief engineer, and uh, roundabout master of things mechanical. We've also got with us in chat tonight. Oakley, played by Star Star Theta, who will be providing various beep boops that we will relay to you, the audience. So, we begin following our episode last week, where we had a bit of an encounter with the Borg, the Borg Cooperative, and Graves got a massive Borg hickey that he's currently under some investigation for. So, in the meantime, as mentioned, uh, Eli O'Connor is our acting captain, but... With the reclaimed Borg sphere, there is also going to be a lot of medical duty uh, currently in progress because there's a lot of drones to take care of, to potentially liberate or to help join the cooperative, depending on what the case may be. So we can go over to whatever he is currently up to and take the episode from there. Actually, if you don't mind, the camera swings around Magellan and then cuts to inside the medical station where Marcus Graves is sitting on a bio-bed. Near him are standing Anton Mercer, Dr. Eli O'Connor, and Healer Wint, who is standing on the bed and looking at the back of Marcus's neck. Healer Wint just says, And you feel all right? Uh, yeah, I feel great, actually. No changes to appetite or energy levels? Uh, a little bit less appetite, more energy. Hmm. And you've not had any... Strange desires to do anything. No compulsions? Uh, nothing out of the ordinary. Hmm. Well, I'm not detecting any subspace signals. He looks over at Dr. O'Connor. Why are you looking at me? To get your opinion. You're a doctor. Regardless, Starfleet still has to clear him. Fair enough. What will that take, exactly? Uh, he might need to take a trip to the Daystrom Institute, but... Hopefully that doesn't come to that. Anton speaks up. I I don't really think that's necessary. With you and Healer Wint and Captain Gates, uh, don't we have enough science and medical personnel to handle this? We could, but you know how they like to get their hands on this sort of thing. I've only got three ships right now. I'd rather not give one up. 
Not to disparage your command ability, of course, Dr. O'Connor. He says, backtracking slightly. <laughs> I assure you our ship remains fully operational. Very well. Keep me informed. For now, you're confined to non-critical areas. Captain Graves? Uh, Not sure if that rank still works at the moment. Uh, let's just go with Lieutenant Commander for right now. Very well. Well, you're restricted from any non restricted from critical areas, but otherwise, uh, feel free to pass as you do. We'll be monitoring your comm badge, and if you feel anything wrong, please alert medical personnel immediately. Um, yeah, sure, sure. So, yes, I'll just get to waiting, get to a little bit of reading. I need to go to the holodeck, and, um, yeah, Graves kind of looks to, uh, O'Connor and debates whether or not to actually ask him how the ship is going. Oh, how the um, reclamation efforts are going. Because he's, as a captain, he's used to be able, you know, being on top of that type of stuff. But at the present time, he simply shrugs and says, all right, well, if anything comes up, I'll just be around. Eli Anton, looks very tired. Anton raises an eyebrow and looks at the captain as he mentions reading a book, going to the holodeck. And Anton simply says, you didn't just do this to get out of work, did you? Um, no, I've been avoiding, uh, well, uh, Command keeps trying to send us over to Ryza for, the Command crew, for a little bit of R&R. &R. I've been trying to avoid that, so. Wait, are you the reason yeah. I missed the gambling tournament? I, there's going to be another one coming up. We have gambling tournaments nearly every month, Doctor. Yeah, but that's the special summer one with the ship. Well, you haven't missed it yet, so relax. Anyway, I guess, uh, having read the reports, I can understand why you might be a little loath to return to Risa. In any event, you've been cleared by Healer Wint, you've been cleared by Nurse Ged, you have, well, not been phasered by Dr. O'Connor. Yep. We'll see if, it, so long as we make the gambling tournament, we should be pretty good. Uh, yeah, my chief concern right now, though, is just Dastam Institute and Starfleet Command. Well, in that case, Anton looks at Eli with a slight grin and says, isn't it in your best interest to clear him before the tournament? After I all, can't do that. If you were stuck on a starship, you wouldn't be able to gamble. He's a professional. Won't work on him. Just something to consider. It's Anton, not going to work on me. Anton gives a salute and walks out, still smiling to himself. Doesn't matter if anyone else found the joke funny, he found it funny. As Anton walks out, his combat beeps. He stops short and taps the badge. Captain Mercer here, Magellan Station. Yeah, um, yeah, this is Lieutenant Temple. Uh, sir, we have a Priority One diplomatic correspondence coming in from the, uh, what is it, the IOD Silver Hammer? Ah, uh, it's, it, it, it's an Ibi, um, Ibi dip Diplomatic? No, uh, well... It looks like a high government ship. The chief administrator of the home planet of the Ibi is asking to come aboard Starbase Magellan. As he's listening to all this, Anton just reaches up and pinches the bridge of his nose. The Ibi have, without warning, sent the planetary administrator to, and he looks around the room, and you'll all forgive me, the ascend of nowhere to see us. Graves rubs his neck. I wonder why, he says, glancing at Graves. <laughs> uh, Graves just says, um, we, we'll see. Um, the chief administrator is also very professional, so I don't think this is strictly a personal call. 
No, but she's probably here for some reason she knows, and not just to talk to the new Bobans. So, with that in mind, you and Commander Jagoro are to be placed on call. Chances are she wants to talk to one of you or both of you. Actually, now that I think about it, also place that, uh, that con officer, Junrani, on call. She's an Ibby, isn't she? Um, yes, yeah. I'll, I'll make sure that, er, Eli, er... Yes, Eli uh, will take care of it, we know. Sit down, relax. Anyway, that should cover Great everyone success. I know of with Ibby connections. That I know of. Uh, Admiral Ross did some... Well, Admiral Ross and Captain Bailey also have some, uh, connections, if... Are I'll you put considering Bailey... calling Ross here? You're crazy. I was gonna say, I will, con- I will put Bailey on call as well, but if Ross is here... He turns around and points at uh, Graves. You damn well owe me an explanation for that. Graves sighs. Understood. Fortunately, that's still an if. Let's try to keep it that way. He uh, straightens his uniform and continues his way out of the room. Went looks around. Shrugs. You can go, I guess. <gasps> Graves. I have... Shrug. You first. <laughs> <laughs> I was, like, seriously going to wait that one out. Uh, Graves... Sighs, nods, and says, all right, well, I'll just be in my quarters, just be on call for uh, seemingly the inevitable here. He heads out. I have a break before more surgeries and teaching more doctors about these surgeries. Knowing the Borg stuff is, being one of the few, is tiring. Went looks over at him. Have you consulted with Captain Renta's crew? They probably know a great deal about this. Not yet. Again, I've been teaching the doctors here on the other ships, and... Not, I haven't had any one from there, so... Perhaps you should consider contacting the good captain, then. But that's all from me. I have my hands full just dealing with current issues on the station. Consider yourself lucky you don't have to deal with the Borg stuff. (laughs) So you say. We're still getting in some unfortunate cooperative members with occasional glitches from the virus. I mean more the de-assimilation aspect of those on the sphere. Just day-to-day... You hear hear, uh, Ged yell from the other room, Why does this one have so many plated tubes? Went looks around. Yes, well, I tried to help, and the strange pig-nosed man chased me out and said no rats in the ER. That's a bit racist. To be fair, I don't think he slept in several days. Neither have I. Maybe you should consider that, then. Well, I'll be fine. I have this. He holds up the coffee monstrosity. Consider it doctor's (laughs) orders, then. I have this, though, coffee monstrosity, which, <laughs> for those who don't know, it is coffee that is uh, made in a regular coffee maker, like an old 19th or 20th century coffee maker, instead of water using Red Bull, then mixed with Turkish coffee. Went walks over across the bed and gets close to Eli and puts his paws up on Eli's shoulders, looks him very squarely in the eye and says, You should get some rest. Keep in mind, mind, if you go down, the third officer on that ship is Chaplain Waitley. I don't think it's physically possible for me to sleep right now. He sips the monstrosity. Well, then get some rest at least. I'll rest in a while. I have more surgeries I have to do. (sighs) Then again, I've got four hours before that, so fine. Thank you. And I believe that's probably it for that scene. We Unless we all want to have over. a nice, long, uncomfortable silence again. <laughs> um, the, uh, um, 
the camera pans over to uh, uh, the main engineering lab where Rick Tier is investigating the origins of the virus that crippled the board ships. Uh, you see Rick T um, sort of slide a sort of cartridge in into the system. It's um, a fully isolated, um, disconnected, uh, phys- literally physically unconnected black box. Well, not black box, but um, air-gapped system completely separated from all the all the systems of the Reliant, aside from, you know, ex- receiving power. And um, he starts uh, to do some actual management of the payload. He's dealt with the virus. Um, yeah, and it's, yeah, it's, it's literally it's almost like an NES or um, Super NES uh, cartridge. Um... So and he's in his, so he starts well, um well, figured out how to stop this thing, but payload is well, haven't still figured that out. So uh right, here it goes and uh starts uh trying to literally decompile the virus and and um see what it what it actually has inside. Let us make a roll. What kind of roll, Mr. Marcus? An engineering inside roll. Ooh, boy. Um, ship assisting. Ship assisting, okay. Um, no complications, oh, no ship. focuses, I don't think. No, I don't think so. No. Alright, so the ship assist roll, one success. Well, it's a bit hard to piece out exactly what's going on, but it seems like the vast majority of it is just doing a great deal of very complicated math for no obvious reason. Uh, mine didn't work for some reason, so I'm trying again. Uh, just try it again. Oh, three successes. Uh, so four Never mind. Total. Four successes overall. <laughs> yeah, I sorry, I thought that was the, the, the single roll. With four successes overall... You can tell that the the problem is designed to hijack central processing units to do great amounts of math. It looks like to add entries to something called a blockchain. So, okay, so I can see how the, the math works here. It's sort of like a trigger for linking things together, but then this line seems to be also be about, you know, distributing it. It's like not... Not just this on local systems, but it's, it's a distributed system. It's designed to overtake the local system to feed in to this massive network of... Well, uh, the only thing I can think of is like a kind of journal. Eventually you find an image file buried somewhere in the mess of code. It's a little icon that says, Quark Coins! And... Richter just sort of blinks at that. Coins? I mean, there's... Wait, is this... And then he and he goes back to look up... Um, look up Earth history, specifically uh, cryptocurrency, and see if he can uh, confirm that. Yeah. Uh, 
I was going to make a joke. Um, make a joke where like an entry under cryptocurrency is under causes of the eugenics war. <laughs> I was going to make the same damn joke, so I'm glad that I wasn't the only one thinking it. <laughs> Say it then. Do it. Uh, it's contributing socioeconomic crises to what led to the eugenics uh, programs. So, uh, unbridled power usage, um, sort of scams, what, what's, what's NFT? I don't, non-fungible token, if it's non-fungible, then it's not really a thing. It's not physical, it's Manu- not a, a cult. It says here, manufactured scarcity. Who'd want to manufacture scarcity? Yeah, like, okay, we've got this little, like, ID thing. Anyone can slap an ID thing on there, anyone, and... Wait, is this... Okay, this is just, uh, like, a publicly available image that has got, like, ownership tags on it. I mean, what's what's the whole point of this if if you can just say... Type, tag some metadata onto this as... as Okay, this just makes absolutely no sense in anything. Like, cryptocurrency is just... I mean... <sighs> and, and just... Rick Tia just sort of just... Sort of just presses his... His, his uh, palms into his eye... Uh, like, and into his it's face. Definitely a headache coming on. Ugh. Ugh. Well, uh, Quark, that's... So- that name does so that's the question of, so yeah that provides an answer to what was going on is just this very unusual program secondary question though is where it was beaming the information to and who's ultimately responsible for it because even though it could be this quark someone else may have deployed the um, virus and uh, built it mm. I'm gonna have to uh Link the systems into a communications array and actually trace this thing. All right. Well, I'm not going to plug this into the into the into the ship systems. There's no way I'm going to let that try and try and do all this this math. Um, try and take over the computer system. So um, I'll uh, try and uh, scrounge up a uh, uh, um, disconnected system and. See where this, um, where I can trace this comms message to. And uh, so, so, it also so, may occur to you that in yeah, uh, that in tracing the message, it could also help to say involve Chorok. Mm. Yeah, it seems like a skeezy underworld type tactic that's being used. Yeah, this does. It does seem like a thing a sort pirate would do. Hate to admit that, Chorro, but yeah, I'll uh, I'll first before he'll he'll instead of actually getting the uh, the comrade uh, uh, like a local comrade, he'll go get Chorog and and show him what he's found. Uh, Chorog, um, Rick T here. Uh, he presses a com badge. Chorog was in the security office, overseeing some security upgrades when he hears his comm device go off. Taps his newly minted Federation combat. Anson Chorog here. Go ahead, sir. Uh, could you say uh, some, someone with your experiences um, examining this um, data cartridge and um, what do you know about NFTs? NFTs? I've never touched that stuff. That stuff's low even for a, that stuff's even low for a pirate. 
Yeah, well, um, it seems that the virus that um, we exercised from the Borg sphere uh, and from the probe were, was um, a crypto miner. Oh, that's got to be some real scum to want to we mess with that. I'll be down there in a minute to come take a look at it. Thanks. Uh, I'm in uh, engineering lab. On my way, sir. Trog out. Trog arrives very shortly thereafter. All right, let me take a look at that thing. Yeah, I did, did find an image and name, Quarkcoin, and Quark may be involved in the creation of this thing, but who knows how it got onto there and whoever's spreading this thing. I wouldn't put it past Quark to mess with cryptocurrency. That sleaze would do that kind of stupid thing. The only thing is that it looks like whoever got a hold of this perverted whatever that little top cack was up to. I mean, without the infrastructure, this thing wouldn't have anything to to do. Trog pulls out his tricorder and scans it for a brief moment. Yeah, this is... That's got Quark's fingerprints all over it, but I don't see him creating a data miner like this. And if anything, he'd use these Quark coins just for merchandise exclusive to Quark brand entertainment. Yeah, it seems like he would use it some more of the um, the financial side of things from what I could saw of the of um, crypto's history rather than, you know, like um, uh, abusing other people's systems for um, to the point where they're literally unusable. We should try to take more, look more into the software and see exactly what the... What the com what the uh, com signature is to find out where this was going. Yeah, I'm um, I'm getting one of my engineers to bring up a com array that we can connect into. I'm no in no way I'm um, this is connect going anywhere near the um, reliance com array. Oh, absolutely! I I wholeheartedly agree. We don't need hooking this up this trash up to our ship. God only knows what it would do. All right, and uh, with that, the com array arrives. We get started to to plug in. Yep. So, uh, uh, oh crap! I was forgot her rank. Uh, uh Dracour, um, brings up the Kamaray with their uh, with Grady's, and helps the pair um set up their tracking algorithm. So for this, I'm gonna need um, let's see, I'm gonna need uh Chorog. You're going to be focusing on sort of the nav coordinates. So let's actually make that a con um, reason role for okay. where this is um, heading. And then for um, Rick, you're just going to be managing the process. So that's going to be a control engineering role. All right. Uh, did we get any uh, momentum from the... Uh... Uh, sure. Let's go ahead and say that you got um, at least one point of momentum. I gave you three things and you had four successes, so... Okay, I will use that momentum then. Um, so we now got zero. Okay, can I use one of my focuses? I have uh, mechanical tinkering and improvised construction. Improvised construction would apply. Okay, so it'd be uh, eleven space. What's the other number I need? Uh, depends on how you're rolling. So if you're doing a, um, or if you're using slash r, the I'm person using with your target, and this is. I'm using slash d20. 
So yeah. Okay, so, so in slash d20. Yeah, I got that. Um, you got your target, and then it says like click four more, right after target. You click that, and then you can add on the uh, modifiers. But the problem is that sometimes that scoots it to the front. So sometimes at like it's easiest just to click after target and then just type in crit to bring that up. Okay, so we'll put my crit range one. Uh, well, if a focus applies, your crit range is equal to your um. Engineering. Oh, I always forget <laughs> your di- your di- uh, engineering score. Or actually, oh, yeah, your uh, actually sure. in this case it's going to be your con score. So it's going to be equal to your discipline. Okay. No successes for Chorog, but two successes for Richtier. So Chorog's having a bit of problem, a bit of trouble, but uh, Richtier is able to help um, sort of guide the process along and reach a conclusion. This is definitely going to somewhere in the beta quadrant. Yeah, this, so, this, this old 22nd century tech can be a little finicky sometimes. So what you can do for an extended task is try to narrow it down. So you might need to do a little bit more processing to get a precise coordinate, but with a little time and successive rolls, you may be able to figure out exactly who was um, receiving the information. The other route you can go is to try to investigate from any other sources of information you might have. Who might be still interested in this archaic technology, especially Quark-branded variants of this technology? Like, is this actually Quark? Are there other people who've heavily invested in this? That type of thing. And there is a Ferengi on the station. It looks like our, our results are... We've narrowed it down to Quadrant, but we just don't have an exact location. I'm going to go talk to our little Ferengi friend. Uh, sounds like a, a, a better idea. We can... Um, the, at this kind of range, there's only so much that we could probably do. Yeah, if anything, he can give us at least some kind of idea of where in the beta quadrant this is going. All right, and uh, let's go. So the pair proceed on to Starbase Magellan. Meantime, though, Captain Mercer is having to greet a high diplomatic visitor from a faraway planet that just happened to show up unannounced. Mercer shows up with his best uniform on. It's not a dress uniform, but then he wasn't exactly expecting to need one. Oaklea is also present with a welcome basket of fruit. Uh, with him is also Defender A.S., who is the current commander of the Defense Forces on Magellan. So, the door is open. A couple of helmeted uh, and armored uh, Ibi um, step out and sort of create a little, uh, little bit of a... Um, uh, welcome, guard, as the robed head administrator of Ifar steps down the docking ramp and bows to Captain Mercer. The elder Ibi, uh, Villa Jigoro, um, nods her head and says, Ah, my dear Captain, hopefully we have not disturbed you unduly with our presence here. About a thousand different answers flash through Anton's mind. He wisely discards them all and just kind of, you know, gives a bow back to Vela and says, Not at all. We're happy to have the administrator of the Ibi Assembly here. What may we do for you? Well, there's a couple of items to discuss. First of all is the potential involvement of the um, Ibi people with your uh, Alliance Exploration Initiative, as it's so-called. Anton can't stop himself. He just kind of looks blank for a second and says, Come again? 
The Ibi have a desire to explore, but our immediate vicinity is thoroughly explored. For us to find new opportunities, we need to range further afield, and it seems that Starbase Magellan provides a welcome opportunity that we can contribute to. Anton blinks a couple times as his brain reboots and says, Of course, Administrator, but why the personal visit for such a matter? I would have expected simply a missive. Well, there's also the other matter that I'd like to attend to, namely checking on the welfare of two Ibi, or 67% of the Ibi currently in Starfleet. Uh, Anton Mercer clears his throat and adjusts his collar a little bit and says, Ah, yes, about that. There's I understand that one of them lost their arm within the last year, and the other one has had an episode. Quite recently, in fact, uh, along with Captain Graves. Indeed. Anton bows. If it is your desire to meet with them, I, of course, shall assist you in whatever way possible. I foresaw this as a possibility, and said members are currently on call for whenever you would wish to speak with them. Quite naturally. Although, in the meantime, first I would like to attend to some business, ranging... Ah, uh, potential joint uh, exploration routes with at least two uh, Ibi uh, uh, research vessels. Anton nods and bows his head and says, Of course, uh, if you'd care to follow me this way, I can lead you to Magellan's briefing room, and there we should be able to discuss whatever you desire. Uh, we currently have, as well, another science ship, so with the addition of Ibi orbital defense science ships, we should be well-suited to exploration and anomaly investigation. We can, of course, also supply additional equipment and supplies to augment your medical facilities, as well as provide standard, um, standard wares and supplies. We may also contribute to your promenade as well, once things become a little bit more established. Of course. Thank you, Administrator. As for the medical technology, I will have you later discuss that with Healer Wendt and Dr. Eli O'Connor. They are the top medical experts currently available. Anton very quietly pushes aside Nurse Ged in his head and makes sure that he says, not him, not him, not him. <laughs> uh, so um, Bella nods and proceeds with uh, Captain Mercer to a briefing room. Uh, either Oakley or um, uh, the Defender. Not Gas, that's Engineer. A.S. Yes, defender or either Oakley or defender or uh, defender AS um, will relay the arrival of the chief administrator to Reliant, and the news filters to Setsa, who then sends a message to Kara with just a quick missive saying, "Oh, I have to get to Neely." For the record, it's Defender AS because he takes one look at the two large armored security guards and just figures he's not needed. <laughs> so, um. Yeah, so Setsa sends a message, or basically opens up a little communication line to Kara and says, Um, Kara, 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 um, my kind of mother's here. It takes a few I'm minutes and then... Say again? Am I in trouble? Before that second part comes through, the first part comes back from Kara that simply says, and the sound of my stress is like, ah. Yeah, yeah, I, she, she's never left the home system, and now she's here, and... Can you take me back? I don't think that's going to happen. I, 
I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, she could be here also because of me. I hope not. Um, should we go? Should, should we just wait here? Should we hide? I don't think hiding would do us any good. Let's just, just wait. Anton had already sent us a message saying that we needed to be on call. I guess, I guess this is why. No, I haven't done anything yet. I just got a message from the station about, I mean, I'm going to find a robe. Um, something fancy. Uh, you need anything? No, but if I got the message and you didn't, you probably want to check your email folders again. Maybe it got tossed in spam along with Quark advertisements. Uh, I'm trying to avoid that. Just something about Quark. Just not sitting right right now. Odd. Anyway, yes, it's probably best if you go ahead and get dressed. Honestly, I don't know if uniform or not. You're supposed to be off duty, but you can almost hear Kara throwing her hands up in the air. I don't know what's going on. All right, well, I'm, I'll get to it. If anything happens, just let me know, and um, if they send you back, then I, I want to know you've been a really good friend. If they send you back, they're going to have to fight me off at the door. Thanks. That's the close to the channel. Meanwhile, back on Magellan. I was actually going to think, like, do we want to uh, cooperative here, or keep going with Vela? Actually, we're also about an hour in. Do we want to take a break? Sure. Uh, Dr. Eli O'Connor, who's over in the holodeck, taking his mandated break. Oh boy, Eli is uh, in a hollow program that seems to be set in the uh, the late 20th century. He's dressed up in a suit and being questioned by some sort of detective. So, let me get this straight. You're saying that there's some kind of digital currency that's taken over... Your whole shit. That, that hasn't come up yet. Oh, oh, sorry. This is this is just hollow deck stuff. Um, I've committed a, a hollow murder. Can the hollow okay. murder me? Okay. So you're saying that you weren't there on the night of the murder? Well, where would you say you were at that time? For posterity, of course. I was at home playing my PS One. Ah. Uh. Or do you, PS do you, fuck, I forgot the meme. God damn it. Do you remember what game you were playing, sir? Of course. Final Fantasy. You know, that's... Ah. Uh, I love... Uh, that's, that's, a, that's a great game. I love that game. That... That... Uh, that... Uh, that cloud character. Iconic look. Uh, my wife loves that game. Uh... There's just one problem with your story there. We had the guys at the lab check out your your uh, memory card. There was no Final Fantasy on it. Oh. I may have been mistaken, Detective. Uh, I'm sure it's an honest mistake. It may have uh, be a technical error. You might want to get that checked out. I shall indeed endeavor to do so, Detective. Oh, and uh, one more thing. The uh, we actually got some re a few some results from back from the lab about the murder weapon. It would seem the victim was bludgeoned over the head with a small object, uh, a small object handheld, a uh, dual shock. That's what the boys at the lab called it. Do you have any idea who might have something like that? You know, seeing as you're a gamer. I have the faintest idea, detective. All right. Well, 
I'll let you go for the for today, but don't there leave now. There's a beep at the um, at the door to the holodeck. Uh, let me get that. Come, come in. You did not freeze program, notably. Uh, the cap there, the captain of the cooperative vessel steps in. Captain Renton looks around. What? I. He seems confused as to how he got there. Uh, the holo- the holographic detective walks over and extends a hand for a shake. Uh, hello, sir. Uh, Lieutenant Columbo here at your service. And you are... Renta blinks and looks around. Computer freeze program. Columbo is frozen. Renta rubs his head and says, I, My apologies, Doctor. I, maybe, maybe the virus is still affecting me. I don't know exactly why I'm here. I don't know either. I am here, you know, on my mandated break. I'd rather uh, you know, be working, but... A, as a little bit of a note for why Captain Renta would want to speak to O'Connor, it's the underlying question of coordinating their efforts in recovering drones from the sphere and working out who is joining the collective and who is going to... Or who has a chance of re, or, um, rehabilitation and returning to their life somewhere in the Alpha Beta uh, Organic Quadrants that the Alliance has access to. Okay, I was just time. imagining Captain Renta being a lot more passive and kind of not giving a shit, to be honest. Okay. <laughs> that, that, that's why that hadn't come up and he was waiting for other people to contact him. Okay. So, I'm acting so, Captain. I, I thought they didn't, they'd like come in and update me on their investigation. Okay, so let's put it this way. Captain Mercer, let's put it this way. So Captain Mercer has asked Captain Renta to coordinate with uh, Eli about the recovery efforts of the Borg vessels. Renta blinks. Oh, yes, now I remember. Uh, uh, Captain, uh, Mr. Mercer, he asked that I come speak with you about uh, reclaiming some of the Borg drones from the Borg sphere that was disabled. We've been um, constantly doing recovery, yes. Would you like some assistance with that? I believe that we're in a position to be able to help you quite uniquely. It would be a great help if you could help any way you can. Just mainly surgery's been the issue. There's only so many doctors and there's 10,000 souls on a sphere. Acknowledged. We do have medical facilities aboard the Prime Variants. You, of course, are welcome to use those as well as availing yourself of the knowledge of my medical team. I, I personally have... Great experience with a, a massive experience working on Borg technology. Uh, it's more the doctors that aren't trained for this. So they could use, well, training. I will uh, send my medical team uh, then across to the various different institutions and uh, clinics currently under your care. They will operate as advisors then. That would be... The team here is good. It's the other ships and the station itself that probably you want to send your advisors to, as well as opening up any facilities that you have and helping where you can, because, again, 10,000. Renta nods and bows his head slightly. Acknowledged, uh, my, my people will be at your disposal. He turns and looks at the frozen holographic detective, wipes a little dust off the guy's uniform, and then turns back to Eli. Uh, is there anything else we can do for you at the moment? We do appreciate your hospitality, given our long way from home, as you understand. Honestly, I feel like I should be asking you that question. What you can do for us? Yes. Renta blinks, and you think of, you realize he's thinking for a moment. Well, I suppose the best thing that we could attempt to do is to try to build a transwarp conduit, and then we could travel home. You 
Do you have to build your own, or do you think you'd use a Federation one? You have transwarp conduits? Yeah, there's some around. Well, if it can be connected with cooperative transwarp network that exists in the Delta Quadrant, that'd be very good. We should probably get back as soon as possible. There's been a great deal of strife in the Delta Quadrant lately. Strife? Um, we haven't got an gotten a update in the Delta Quadrant since a long time, so any idea what's going on there? Would you believe well, that you e would... No. All we know is that some new mysterious ships have started to appear at the edges of the Delta Quadrant, and they've started to attack various different systems. The Krenum Imperium is already on the brink of collapse, and even Borg cubes haven't been safe from them. That does not sound good. Holy wow. If you wish, I could be persuaded to go give a briefing to Anton Mercer. I was unaware that you would be interested in this information. Um, definitely brief Mercer, and uh, maybe send a, send a transcript of this briefing to Admiral Janeway. She might want to know. Acknowledged. I shall endeavor to do so. As he turns to leave, you start to get the idea that Captain Renta is captain mostly by circumstance, and maybe isn't very good at his job. Eli shrugs and taps his combat, which is under the holographic suit. Um, O'Connor to uh, Ricketeer. Uh, Ricketeer here, sir. How's your investigation into the virus going? Uh, we, uh, we have identified its purpose. Um, Can you it, brief me in the holodeck, it, please? Yeah, it probably would be better to, to, um, to meet me in person. Uh, which holodeck are you in? Hollow Deck Warden. All right, we'll be there soon. Uh, Chorog's with me. All of a sudden, the door opens in again, and Captain Renta sticks his head in. Oh, I forgot. The computer resume program. He shuts the door and leaves. Thank you, Captain. The Columbo uh, jolts a little, hand still extended for a handshake, for just shrugging and putting his hand down. Well, there you go. Did he say, uh, Borg? Borg, did he say? Wow. Like cyborgs. No, it's like, Swedish. Ah. It's too bad. Yeah, he Fascinating concepts, cyborgs. Part person, part robot. Although, if you were talking about cyborgs, I'd imagine they'd be the ones to know how to... They'd be the ones to know how to take... Uh, how they work better... They'd be the ones to know how they work the best, so might be worth talking to them. Oh, for sure. Now, about this dual shock. <laughs> right. At that point, Rick Tier and Chorog <laughs> into the holodeck. I. So many people walking into my office today. Hello there, Lieutenant Columbo. How, how can I help you? Uh, hi, uh, call me, uh, Rick. I'm Chorog. Uh, like a, a rather, um, awkward tan sort of goes down as he looks towards, uh, Dr. O'Connor for a moment as he goes to shake this, this, uh, person's hand who he knows is a hologram just because of the circumstances. But it's sort this of... Is, like, this like, is apparently a hollow program that Spock and, uh, Captain Kirk used at some point. I don't know. <laughs> well, oh, he was a wonderful fella. I made was had had great conversations with them. It's 
fascinating fella. And that Spock character, quite a smart man, gave me a run for my money. <laughs> Hell of a dancer. Well, uh, Captain, we were looking into the, uh, Doctor, we were looking into that virus and we found its purpose. Um, it's a, a cryptocurrency miner for Quark coin. Quark coin? What? Uh, yeah, um, somehow someone wrote a virus to what, do what they call mine, uh, this, this, cryptocurrency called Quarkcoin, which is basically just a lot of maths done uh, to verify different stages into... Um, I, I know what cryptocurrency is. I, uh, I took ethics and why this is horribly wrong. Oh, God. So, um, yeah, not only did the cooperative probe affected, but the bulk sphere was affected, and... Um, we, uh, we've been able to, so far, narrow it down to the beta quadrant um, as to the source of the virus, but um, we're still sort of investigating as to where, um, as to who or what other organizations might be involved. Is there any resources you need to further your investigation, come to a conclusion? Uh, for now, we are trying to, uh, we're going to go see Quen. See what, uh, see if he has any insight into who m might, uh, be, um, who might be involved in, uh, in, who might be suddenly be flashing in Quarkcoin. If you're, if you're, uh, taking over a bulk sphere, then it's going to be, uh, quite a large amount of processing power. An illegal mining operation, huh? Yeah, Quinn's just shady enough to deal in this stuff. And you say it's done... You say it's done digitally. Fascinating. Have the boys down at the lab comb the area for any two-way receivers that may have been tampered with or added. Uh, Rick's just sort of, like, blinking at them. Uh, at Columbo, um... Rather unused to having a holographic character sort of... Talk to him, even though if it, it does make some sense. I mean, he is somewhat right. The, this is a distributed network, so we don't know how it got onto the onto the cube or the pro or the sphere or the probe. I mean, maybe he's not talking like a physical transmitter. Maybe he means like some kind of connection that's open up if there's something that's more direct, such as uh, subspace. Yeah. Oh god, I think he's adapting. Is he going to become the next Moriarty? No, he's too good for that. Sorry, I, I, I didn't realize we'd come that far in terms of receivers. I was thinking a physical antenna. But that being said, if you do find something physical, make sure to dust for prints as well. I was thinking there's some kind of subspace repeater out there that was uh, broadcasting this garbage out to that board cube. We just got to track it down where it is. They came from the Delta Quadrant. Okay, so... Hmm. Could be relaying from the Delta Quadrant to here. I don't know. This is a conundrum. There could only be so many people who have the kind of reach to pull something like this off. 
Agreed. Whoever's doing this is very experienced. There must be some way we can narrow this down. Who, who do we know who can hijack these cyborgs? So I'll just kind of throw in a little bit of a bone here that the guys were on their way to go investigate or go talk to Quinn. Yeah. Um, well, we were planning on going to see Quinn. He would have... He, he's, well, shady enough to know what's, what's going on in that area. Uh, do you have any other uh, suggestions, sir? Um, I don't know. Get a hollow emitter, take the hologram with you. He shrugs. It seems to be doing well-ish. Ricky sort of just shrugs and um, and uh, taps taps his badge. He's just wearing his his uh, Starfleet uniform with, with the badge. Uh, Ricky, engineering. Engineering here, sir. Can we? Uh, can uh, someone beam down to me a uh, mobile emitter, a holographic emitter, please? Yes, very good. We will send that over to you, sir. In oh, the background, I'm there's a muffled voice for a second. He wants it for what? I believe they are having a jib. Now, if you'd be so kind, fulfill the order per the uh, lieutenant commander's instructions. Yes, sir. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't mean to be a bother. You, you don't. You don't have to do all this for me. It's no issue at all. Also, I did the murder, but this is fake. It wasn't a real person, so we're good. Fair enough. I had my suspicions. You're very clever, sir. Very clever. Alright, well, uh, the... Rick T sort of has his hand holding out and the the, um, mobile emitter just sort of appears into it. And... um, So, as they set up, though, we do need to uh, move on to at least one or two other scenes. Um, Of course. So we cut over... We cut over to uh, Karajun Rani and wherever she happens to be. Karajun Rani, since the ship is currently in dock, is just sitting in her quarters, the quarters she shares with Setsa, and is busy petting her dog as a kind of anxiety-calming measure. Setsa is currently in the top bunk under a blanket. She is hiding. Kara just mentally, inwardly giggles, noting that the top bunk is usually hers. (laughs) Um, There is a chime at the door. Kara looks up, Nala looks over, enter. There's a suited, or a suited Ibi security officer who steps in and uh, announces um, uh, quite forcefully, As I am Commander Koson, I hereby request the attention of one Lieutenant uh, Commander Karo Junrani and Ensign Setsa Jigoro. Kara stands up, looks the guy over, rubs the uh, back of her left hand and says, you know we have comm badges, right? Indeed. Although the formalities must be observed, as you are about to meet with the chief administrator of Ifar. She has waived protocol, and you are to respect that latitude that has been given. Kara goes over and looks up at Setsa. This is why I left home. Setsa does not move or speak. She is still hiding. And as I recall, the... I, did he, only, he only said uh, Kara, I think, right? Or did he say Kara and Setsa? Kara and Setsa. Kara sighs, pulls the blanket off. That's a eeps. But Look, waves. if I can't get out of this, you're not getting out of it either. Fine, fine. All right, let's go follow the, the heavily armed suited guy who just barged into our room. The suited guy steps into the hallway 
and uh, Village Goro enters the room. Or that could happen. Yes, apologies for the intrusion, although figured that this was the most efficient route within the laboratory I have available. So, if you'd be so kind, Commander, to give us a little bit of privacy... Door closes. Vela Vela comes over and sits down in front of Vela, and then she does the little paw-stamp-wiggle thing that dogs do when they want attention and pets. Vela gives a curious look to um, Nala and says, Is this sentient? Or mostly sentient? Eh. She knows more words than my baby brother does. Uh, Fair point. Well, I greet you, little stalwart companion of the fluffy kind, and welcome you with, I'm afraid, no goodies, but I can give you this recognition. Uh, Vela pats Nala. Nala wags her tail and just moves off. Vela sighs. Well, it's been some time, and did want to check on two of you personally, as you are our best representatives of Ifar. And I understand a lot has happened over the last year. Kara just hears best representatives of Ifar and immediately says, I am so sorry. Indeed. Well, needs must, and we'll say that you two are doing an adequate job of, well, presenting our people to the wider galaxy. There are no reports of drunken behavior, no scandals to report. Um, there's simply concern. I mean, Dothlete is a dangerous profession, and you are both serving on the same ship. Kara nods, rubbing the back of her left hand, says, Well, to be honest, I think we're doing pretty good, as long as that Ilium guy stays in jail. We can rest assured on that point. Though... I'm slightly more concerned about whether or not the Borg technology is interfacing with sets in a way that is proving a little bit more complicated. To be fair, it wouldn't seem so. She's had the majority of it removed over the last few months. Although there was an issue lately, but that seems to be related more towards post-traumatic stress disorder than anything directly related to the Borg. Yes. Uh, Admiral Ross did inform me after Setsa informed her, him. So, at to, to this point, I should ask directly, Setsa, how are you doing? Fine. Truly? Oh, worried, but, I mean, things are a little bit more in control. I mean, Mr. Marcus stepping in there and, you know, providing me with a little bit of an anchor. Kara has a so, strange look on her face at that and just, again, rubs the back of her left hand. <laughs> so, you are content to remain on the Reliant? Yes. Bill nods. Says, well, wanted to extend to you an opportunity, and Car as well, with two maybe vessels joining the Alliance Exploration Initiative. There are, well, positions available should you wish to liaise between Starfleet and the IOD. I presume, though, you won't take these opportunities, but I did want to at least present them to you, and I'll provide them as a little bit of recognition for what you're doing. Kara raises an eyebrow and looks over at Setsa and then back at Vela and just kind of shakes her head and says, I'm sorry, I have obligations here. Yes, I anticipated that, gathered that, but there is some pressure uh, from home to, well, provide a little bit more security. Um, There are additional Ibi now joining Starfleet Academy, although it'll be a few years before they are making headlines, as it were. But, for now, I should simply wish you good peace and Good luck. Thank you, Administrator. 
Meanwhile, in the back of Kara's head, oh god, we're not making headlines, are we? We are making headlines. Oh god. <laughs> Setsa kind of peeps out a little bit more from the bunk and just says, well, I mean, good to see you, um, administrator. Um, I like a little bit, and well, it means a lot that you came out and saw us, especially after had some trouble. Kara looks up at Setsa, goes over, and using her right hand, Dope slaps the back of Setsa's head and says, Setsa, get out of bed and give your mom a hug. Setsa blushes. Vela looks awkward, but at the same time doesn't object. And the two kind of share a tentative hug and then a warm hug. There we go. That's better. You'd have <sighs> regretted it if you hadn't done that. It's not like Vela's going to come out here terribly often. Uh, thank you, um, Ara, for providing that. Yeah. Well... If either of you are on IFR anytime soon, um, yeah, we should arrange a meeting. Setsa just looks at Vel and says, Wait, I can go back? Um, Vel and says, well, certain things about your past are, well, becoming more and more relevant. Uh, certainly not appreciated by the public anymore. Other facets are taking priority, and, well, you are simply becoming my daughter, so... That, I think, some home time could be arranged, if willing. Certain facets are becoming more accepted. Why do these words not fill me with confidence? Well, more to the point, the fact that Setsa was an artificial creation, well, it's not just taken as a fact of her. It's not a scandal, as we anticipated. Oh, that's good, actually. Yeah. Ellingham has, fortunately, taken all the blame for that, so Setsa has become, well, more of a figure of perseverance more than, well, an accomplice to the scheme, so... Yeah. Kara says, good, and rubs her left arm, saying, goddamn lying bastard. Uh, Vela smiles and says, um, yeah, with that, still a few more things I need to coordinate, uh, especially if we are to remain a productive member of the AEI, and, well, this was good enough opportunity as any to get this project rolling. <sighs> The assembly was vacillating a little bit, but at the same time, well, we can, you know, start things off here. Be a little bit more open. Are you open for dinner tonight? I'm sure Marcus would love to see you. Yes, I'm sure the scamp would. Uh, I suppose dinner with him could be arranged as well, but my priority is, well, you two right now. But, leave that up to Where you. exactly did I say we weren't coming to dinner? Well, meant you two was given. Marcus, you insist... Trust me, she'll insist, points at Setsa. Setsa just nods forcefully. Bella's eyes and says, oh, very well, well, let you have some time together, and I'll be seeing you later. Right. Thanks for the offer, Administrator, but my place is here on the Reliant. As it should be. And she just waves. Eh, Setsa waves as well, and Bella heads out. Her rubs, rubs her ar left arm a bit more and just kind of says quietly, Something about that still doesn't sit right with me. Velia coming all the way to check on us in person. I get the feeling there's more to this. Yeah, probably. She's a shrewd political operator, and, you know, losing Ifar for a time could, you know, play into some kind of strategy there, but I have to sit connected to you what's going on on the planet to be able to save what. God, I hope we're not making the news. With my disciplinary record, I can only imagine I'd make only the tabloids. I'm scared to check. Should we, should we ask Marcus? We should definitely ask somebody instead of checking ourselves. Let me put it that way. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll see who owes us a favor. 
and she begins checking a notebook with a register of <laughs> formalized favors that she's noted down. About half of them are cars. Ah, so with that, let us cut back to the investigative group as they proceed to the Lobby Crystal Emporium. So, uh, beside Chorog is a, uh, wandering Columbo. He is walking on a star-based promenade with many alien species and strange sights, and starscape through the windows. And strangely, Columbo is not the one who gets second looks. Would you look at that? Wow. How far we've come. You know, this is a nifty little machine here. I've never been outside of that room. Now that I am. Wow, I gotta hand it to you. You all know how to get things done. I gotta say. Trog leans over to Richter and whispers to him. Tell me, tell me again why the holographic unmade bed is following us. <laughs> um, because the acting captain thought it might be a good idea? I don't know. So oh. they, approach the, uh, they approach the... um. They approach uh, off the shop, and Gwen is there, notably, almost like he's expecting them, and says, Ah, yes, hello there. Oh, and you brought a new, new visitor to my pleasant shop. Hello, come in, come in. I have many new wares for you to peruse, to gander, or potentially buy. Yes. Gwen, cut the selling crap. We're here to talk business. What do you know about Quark coin? Quark coin? Well, remember there are some things about it, although my memory isn't what it once was. I gotta always take it out and throw it against the wall. Uh, Maybe that'll uh, jog your memory. Well, if it's a business relationship that we are trying to forge, let us discuss business. I may be able to provide you with some information about Quark coin, but there's a mutual problem that we should also get some reconcil- resolution on. Okay, you scratch my back and I'll scratch yours. What do you want me to solve? I want you to solve the problem that I will point you to with this information. But... There is an unspoken uh, with extreme violence underneath it. Meanwhile, Columbo's wandering around the shop looking at the wares and possibly poking things. Now, most of them appear to be like holographic toys... Um, decorations, furniture ornaments, uh, some mining equipment, oddly, and some stun equipment, and some more holographic equipment, and what looks like a plant, which also turns out to be another hologram. Well, uh, Columbo will busy himself looking in, uh, looking at a few select items a bit closely while the conversation goes on. So, for... Uh, Chorog, I'm gonna have to make you do a presence command roll to try to intimidate the information, or basically to try to get a read of, um, actually no, let's make this a, sorry, a command insight roll. You need to get a read on, uh, Gwen first. Alright. I'm also gonna spend three threat. Your complication range is 17. Nice. So, with two successes, you kinda get the feeling that Gwen is being a little too cooperative. Even to the extent, like, you're, you're, you're giving him a threat, but he, at the same time, he's not, like, jousting as much. He's already kind of giving you an offer, like, at, at the start. And he was already there, so... He was prepared. 
Well, I want you to know if you double cross me, you know what that means, right? Yeah, well, you make a pretty big presumption there, and that's. Well, that's. I would dare uh, have any interest in crossing you. I mean, you're not exactly swimming in profit anymore. You're not really out there raiding convoys, raiding ships, so what else is there to do? But to talk to you frankly oh. about Starfleet business. Oh, we can talk Starfleet business, or we can talk about the other business. I still have ventures that you don't know about. Uh, perhaps, perhaps, but what I see before me is an ensign. Well, what I would like to know, uh, Quinn, is how you seem to already know what we're going to ask, and why you would be willing so eagerly to, I believe the, the phrase is, throw them under the bus? There's been some consternation on the dark web. Certain projects have been interrupted, and, well, I am keen to put an end to those who are causing those problems. So That I'll happily arrange. So, in other words, uh, whoever's been doing this uh, quarkline crypto mining has been eating into your profits. Yes, and, well, generally speaking, making a hash of it. So, give you a little bit more information about where they could be found, and they simply disappear from the galactic sea. How does that sound? I'm sure I can arrange something off the books. I have people, I still have, uh, Interested parties that owe me favors. Yes, very well. Party in question, who is responsible for this enterprise, this scheming, and this hijacking of sensitive equipment, not the least of which be this Borg vessel, is none other than Madron. I will have you do rolls for this. So, command insight. Spending another two, uh, the re residual two threat. So, again, complication 17. And this is for both. Uh, actually, this is for Columbo, Rick, and Chorog. Wait, sorry. Uh, uh, what, what am I so rolling? So let's just go ahead. Uh, just go ahead and roll a uh, fifteen as your target. We'll sort out the rest. One success and one uh, complication from Rick. One complication for uh, one success for Chorog. I think I did lower it wrong. Lower Yeah, lower KSR. And one success for Columbo. To the group. I mean, not too surprising that Madrin would be involved in this. I mean, a few more layers to it, but Madrin is a reasonable source. Rick, though, however, does end up knocking something over the shelf, and when <laughs> simply says that would be a hundred energy credits. Put it on my tab. I'll take care of it. Columbo checks to see if that was a hologram or not. Uh, what just fell was just some sort of small device. It appears to have broken. Okay. It's difficult to tell at this stage what the function of it was. But, with only one success, that's all the information you get. So, um, Quen has just revealed that Madrin was uh, behind us. Somehow I'm not surprised it was Madrin. Oh, I can't wait to get my hands on him. Yeah. Yeah. And I happen to know exactly where he can be found these days. That algorithm that you intercepted has also been present in some of my equipment as well, and I know where it's being all that information is being sent to. A fool thought on the blockchain his location was going to be secret, but apparently not, as we have, we have discovered it. Where is he? 
Quen uh, provides a set of coordinates for somewhere in the Beta Quadrant, or basically somewhere uh, close to Gun uh, close to Gunalda Station. Charles looks at the coordinates. This is a rough area of space. Even I like even I didn't like going over near it. This is a precise location in space. The facility is simply not registered. What's he using a hollow cloak on it? Uh, hard to say. Cloaking device, hollow cloak, or just a big asteroid. Uh, no doubt it no doubt it's an asteroid with a with a hidden end with a hidden entrance. Should be knowing Madrin shouldn't be hard to crack. Well, uh, yeah, at least we have information to to go off with. I'm we'll need to inform the acting captain. I don't suppose, Columbo, you've got anything you'd like to say before we go? At this point, Columbo had picked up the thing that fell and is uh, looking at it. And he uh, looks up, uh, seeming to have not not been paying full attention. It says, oh, I'm sorry. Sorry, sir. I, I was just trying to figure out what this what this little doohickey uh, thing does. Um, Seeing okay, as so for Columbo already. So for Columbo, I will give one more thing for a roll. So you get to uh, roll just an additional. Yeah, just one more thing. So you get an additional roll, but I'll also because this is freaking Columbo, he's got to have a focus in here somewhere. So you're rolling a fifteen with a critical value of five. So I just type in fifteen just, five. No, um, I would just do fifteen. We can just interpret um, the crit range. It'd be fifteen two one five. Given the order, you just DM'd me during the wrong chat. <laughs> My bad. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> My Janet bot cannot see that. Two successes. So, okay, I'm just going to DM it. Uh, DM it, and then you get to present it as you see fit. So there you go. You got the information. Oh, no, now this, this is, you know, this machine is really something. Uh, but for the life of me, I just can't figure out what it does. I, I didn't, however, notice one small detail. If you could look at that real quick for me, sir. And Columbo uh, holds the device up towards, uh, 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 up so everyone can see it. If you look close there, you can actually see a logo on the top of it. Now, I don't know what this might mean, but perhaps it could mean something to you. Does the does the name does the name Mud Enterprises mean anything to you, sir? And Chorog, it would be a very black name in the black market. Come, villainy, dangerous people. Ah. Of course, of course. That now, scoundrel, that guy gives pirates a bad name. Now, uh, forgive me, sir, but that leads me to another question. What would an upstanding what would an upstanding merchant of leisure like you be doing with something like this? Uh, uh, I, I accept merchandise from all sorts of independent contractors. There's it, it, no relationship between me and the mods? Oh, of course, of course, sir. I wasn't trying to imply anything. 
what, what your Dinsdale Mud is. Dinsdale Mud is most unruly character, but Doug. Nobody talks about Doug. He'd have my loaves. It's like just like quiet sobbing from Quinn. Oh, I'm I'm sorry, sir. I didn't mean to upset you. It's it's quite all right. You can't hurt me here. That's the that's the right mindset. Now, uh, now if sorry, just a second. Okay, sorry. Uh, now, now, now. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, someone someone came home and tried to talk to me. Uh, now, just uh, enlighten me, sir. And then Columbo like uh, puts his arm around uh, puts his arm around Quinn and tries to act friendly. Could you, uh, seeing as we've already paid for this, uh, could you please at least tell us what this did? Uh, um, yes, yes, it is. Quite harmless device. It's just a little hollow projector that, well, is of upstanding quality and is not simply uploaded here for uh, fulfilling an arrangement. No, not at all. Not at all. Oh, I see. I, I see. Thank you for your very useful information, sir. We'll be on our way. So, you, have a, you have a good so. day. So the pointed question, of course, through all this is for Rick or Chorog is given the state of Quen, is he in a relationship with the so-called Mud Brothers? Yeah, I mean, Rick is going to be assumed since he's got um, uh, Mud Enterprises uh produce that he is at least involved in somewhat and the rather um suspiciously um detailed denial suspiciously specific denial no not for meeting some contractual thing is going to um to um to uh Tick, uh, tick things off, uh, but he's not going to talk about it in front of Quinn, so it says, um, come, well, we have what we need, so uh, let's uh, take our purchase goods with us. You have a good day, sir. When just, uh, like, he, he applies a handkerchief to mop up some of the sentences. Oh, yes, yes, uh, good day, gentlemen, good day. Did anyone else get the uh, like? This is as they're walking away. Did anyone get the get the idea that well, there's definitely some involvement with the muds. Oh yeah, I definitely got that impression. Every time Quen, every time Quen uh, lies to me, his lobes get smaller. He's involved up to he's up, involved up to his eyebrows, and he don't know how to get out. And the fact that uh, the muds want this sold here, um, Mud Enterprises, that it's sort of, it seems he's contract, uh, contractedly required, or um, perhaps not contracted, but rather um, rather forced through threat of violence to um, sell all these holographic projectors. I'd like to get a more inf- in, in uh, look at this and see what else, say, uh, might be projected. 
by this device under the right circumstances. Can we have Agreed. a we need to put it make sure we put this thing behind a force field as well as a damping device so that this thing don't try to broadcast. Can we have someone send this down to the lab and have the boys take a look at it for anything out of the ordinary? Oh, uh, maybe I, maybe run the serial number to see when it was brought on board. I know the right um, uh, tech folks to look at it, and with that, he come on. Uh, I might as well show you the USS Reliant. While the group is making oh, their okay. their way back through the corridors, the cap the camera cuts over and. Captain Renta is standing, looking at an air conditioning vent. An engineering ensign from the Rio Thans just walks by and says, Uh, that's an air conditioning vent. Renta blinks and looks down and says, Oh, oh, I thought it was a bit of a one-sided conversation. <laughs> and with that, does anyone have any final scenes? And it's all gone quiet, children. That means... We are at an end for tonight's episode of Star Trek Reliant. Thank you so much for joining us tonight on this very I have a scene. Time. One more thing. <laughs> oh no, Dr. O'Connor wants to make a scene. I'm going to make a scene. No. Um, after Columbo had left, Eli had turned on Hollow Garrick to start tailoring his uniform. Well, I just got away with murder. I... Uh, it was close, uh, but then again, I just admitted to the whole thing. So, um, yeah, you taught me well, I guess. I should have you know that murdering holographic people doesn't count. I mean, it's a good test. This hologram beats... Eli? I said the hologram beats Spock, what? Okay, sorry, it didn't come through on my end. I just heard hologram beat. Oh, I think my finger must have slipped off my push talk. Garrick turns around and looks at him and says... So? Well, it's not like I'm going to be murdering anyone in real life, so... Well, try breaking the rules next time. Don't leave any evidence. See how well he does then. I will try to do so. So, my uniform coming good? Yes, but I should have you know that if you keep using me to do this, I'm going to be obliged to charge you. I mean, you're the... You're, you're, this is the whole reason that real you gave me this hologram. Like, the... The... the energy dissipation fabric like i it's good right garrick raises an eyebrow and real me has bills fine i'll pay you hello garrick goes back to work and um not necessarily need to run this but conclude that marcus arrives kind of smartly dressed for dinner with the uh, cara Sessa, and bella it's a nice time they have pizza Sir, the podcast is over. I'm stuck so. to the chair. <laughs> and uh, don't forget, this podcast is over, but uh, we do have previous episodes, and you can email us at st- reliant at starbaseudc.com. So your fun and never ends. And reliant. just one more thing. If you would like to complain about how inconsistent my accent was as Columbo, feel free to email us about it at Starbase... uh, Email. Yeah. You know the one. I I forgot the... At Starbase UGC, or Reliant at StarbaseUGC.com, you might be featured as an NPC. This has already happened at least once.
R. And if you know the whereabouts of one mud, please do feel free to contact us at reliant at starbaseugc.com. One or more mud. Darren's down.